0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: Are you spiritual? Do you have the perspective for life that God would want you to have? How the Spirit of God leads us to think and not just think, but also behave. If you do, then you are going to love the law of god another word for law is simply the word instruction and instruction is a good thing because it allows us to achieve what god has commanded us to do he instructs us so that we can fulfill his good desires and the question that each believer needs to ask themselves is this do i really desire to fulfill god's will This is how the Spirit of God moves an individual into obeying the Word of God. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Psalms and Psalm 119. The book of Psalms and Psalm 119. Now, we're going to begin in a few minutes with verse 41. And what we see here is that the psalmist does indeed love the law of god now we know something we know clearly as well so did this psalmist that the law does not bring salvation but the law can teach us about ourselves and reveal to us our need for salvation and through the law we can find how god saves meaning what is it that god does what is it he provides so that we can be redeemed and brought into an eternal relationship with him so let's begin let's look at this first verse that we're going to study from psalm 119 and verse 41 where the psalmist is beseeching god and he says and bring to me your kindness or your grace, O Lord. Now, that is that familiar word that we've come across many times, which is the Hebrew word chesed, which relates to the grace of God, but it also relates to kindness, meaning this: God is kind in providing his grace. And as I've shared many, many times in different studies, the grace of God that saves us also works in our life to bring us into agreement with the perspective of God so that we can do the performance that God has commanded us to do. In other words, God's grace works in our life to bring us into his will, that's from a location standpoint, and then to do his will, and that is a behavior standpoint. And this is why this psalmist is saying, Bring unto me your grace, O Lord. And notice what else he says at the end of this verse. He uses a word for salvation, your salvation, according to your word. Now, we can think of this word as a promise. And I've shared other times about uh, Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov, the patriarchs. And what made these men godly individuals? Were they perfect? No. But were they godly, meaning did they want to serve God? Yes, they did. And for the most part, did they obey God? Yes, they did. And did God use them mightily for his purposes? Yes, God did and what was it about them that caused them to behave in that way and be used in that way the answer is they were pursuing god's promises his promises that god spoke to them so we see a relationship between the word of god and the promises of god it's through his word that we can have the right expectations here's the problem that many people make and that is this they have their expectations they don't get them from the word they get them from their own desires they do not let the revelation of god the truth of god give them god's perspective so they have a correct a righteous vantage point but they're all based in what they want how they see things their perspective and therefore they want god to be faithful to what they desire, what they want, according to their own imaginations. That's not how God works. And in the end, you are going to be very, very frustrated if this is how you approach God and how you approach prayer. No, we need to learn from the patriarchs who they heard from God. They had expectations based upon the promises, the written promises of God. From our standpoint, they had been written down. God spoke them to the patriarchs, but now we have his promises recorded in the scripture. And this is what we should expect God to do in our life, that he will fulfill what he has promised to do. But God's fulfillment of those promises are based upon conditions, meaning we need to submit, we need to obey, we need to cherish those things that God says have great value that are the foundations for his will being realized and achieved by us. And God supplies, and hear this, God will supply everything that a person needs, meaning a believer everything that a believer a disciple of yeshua needs in order to complete the will of god that's how the holy spirit works in such a person's life he provides everything that provision that perspective that power everything in order that we can accomplish the purposes of god so look again at what he says here he says your salvation it belongs to god your salvation is according to your word and here it's talking about within his word those promises verse 42 where he says and i will answer and this is i will respond it is a word of action behavior and sometimes that action is simply speaking and he says, I will respond a word, and notice it says, to the one who, and this is the one who tries to uh, uh, show contempt, someone who wants to put someone down, someone who who mocks or taunts, someone who is not a fellow believer, not wanting to build another person up to have an edifying influence in that person's life, but someone who wants to bring down someone who wants to mock taunt and have an adverse effect in a person's life and what the psalmist is saying is basically i want to respond to such a person but here it is according to your word what what god would have me to say how he would have me respond and then he says and i will hope literally i have hoped it's in the past which means i have utterly hoped in your word again notice that how the psalmist's expectations are are always according to what god has said what god has revealed what god has has had holy men write down in his word so we need to form our expectations for what god's going to do in our life based upon what his word says not on our desires or simply what we want or what we think is the the right concept of a fairness or that which is proper or appropriate we can't do that we have to form our opinions based upon the instructions of God and we're going to see this in greater terms in a moment look now to the next verse verse 43 where he says Do not remove from my mouth the word of truth. And then we have kind of an uh, ad statement. He says Ad Meod. Now Meod is a word which usually means very or exceedingly. And I have shared with you in the past that this word Meod oftentimes is a kingdom word meaning this. When we say something. That is very exceedingly something that is great something in abundance that type of abundance that is supernatural belongs to the kingdom and therefore I would suggest to you that we should understand the psalmist here in this verse verse 43 saying do not remove from my mouth the word of truth and this is God's truth of course the only truth until the kingdom comes meaning this from now until this one enters into a kingdom experience he wants to base his life he wants to hold on to the word of god and notice what this word produces it says also for your judgment i have hoped for now notice this judgment there's a an outcome to this word you know you have a court case And then the judge will give a judgment. He'll take all of this information and they will be based upon the rules, the laws, and such things. There will be an outcome. And this is the same thing spiritually because God is going to review His Word and how we respond to it, how we have utilized it, what we have done with His Word and God's going to respond, there's going to be an outcome based upon what his word has said and how we have responded to it, whether we have implemented it in our life, whether we have trusted it, whether we have depended upon it. So the whole verse, verse 43, do not remove from my mouth the word of truth until me'od, meaning until the kingdom for your judgment i have hoped and the implication is hoped for we should want what god's word produces what his instructions manifest bring about and notice what he says in this next verse now this gets to the heart of what we need to to develop in our life and that is this he says here in verse 44 i have cherished your law always now this word for cherish is a word for keeping the reason why i translated initially as cherish because this word and the root is lishmor. now that word speaks about guarding something holding something caring for something keeping obeying something along those lines But here's what's important this word usually implies that the reason why someone is guarding it why someone's keeping it is because they understand the value of it and when we look at god's word being informed with the vocabulary that the holy spirit has inspired this psalmist to write down what it tells us is this that this one the one who wrote this psalm he has a a esteeming, a great, great value he feels in regard to the Lord and his law. And therefore he says, I have kept your law always. And then we see that same uh, type of kingdom language where it says forever and ever. Now this is the term leolam va'et leolam usually has to do with all of time and also it can mean all of space the word olam can mean world and we're talking about all the universe or all the universes the cosmos what he's saying is this one has a total commitment and hear that a total commitment to not just do the instructions of god apply them to his life but he values he esteems the law of god and what he's saying here is that from that moment when he put his faith in god when he entered into a covenantal relationship with god that this one has valued he has cherished he has respected he has has placed great great price from his own standpoint upon the law of god so that he always does always keeps always guards always cherishes and he's going to continue until the kingdom when we hear the term forever we think of just all of time but it may be more accurate from a biblical standpoint when we think of forever to think of until the kingdom now the kingdom is forever but this brings us into that kingdom experience then look at the next verse verse 45 where he says i have walked now here's what's important this is not the normal word for i have walked Halakti. this is the word now it has a a vav before it. this vav this letter when it's used and attached to a verb it changes it If it's an imperfect now we're speaking Hebrew we're dealing with the Hebrew text and why is that important because the Greek imperfect and the Hebrew imperfect relates to two very very different things and it can cause confusion if one doesn't know that the terms in grammar and the meaning of these terms can vary significantly in regard to what language you're referencing so the imperfect in greek usually talks about something that was true in the past it is extended into the present, but it's not going to continue meaning that you should expect a change but the imperfect in hebrew is simply a term which usually relates to the future now when we have that vav attached to the verb it changes it so if it's a future verb or imperfect we need to put it in the perfect sense which again has nothing to do with the greek perfect it has a entirely different meaning in hebrew the term perfect simply relates to the past a completed act and therefore what he says here is that I have walked, but again, it's not the word halakti, the simple grammatical construction. This is unique, it's the hitpalel. And the hitpalel, some will say, well, this is a reflexive stem. What do we mean by reflexive? It means going back and forth. And therefore, we might say that it shows a, we might use the English word to pace someone paces back and forth now not too long ago i lost something and i was in this area where i lost it and i would go back and forth why i was scrutinizing i was looking intently and this is the intent here of this this hitpalel verb being used because of the vav it puts it into the past where he says i have walked And notice the next word in and then we have the broad places the wide places now what is it talking about here in this this sense i have walked in the broad places and again i have walked means back and forth or continuously or in a committed way what he's saying is this it is because i have applied your word let me say that differently it is because i've implied applied your truth to my life it is going to broaden my perspective what what do i mean by that well here's the problem many times we get what i would call tunnel vision in regard to our prayer requests meaning this i have a need i'm praying for that need that's wonderful you ought to but the problem is We oftentimes have the solution so we don't come before God saying God I have this problem would you please help me and expect God who loves us that he will move in that situation what we do is say God I have this problem and I want you to do this I want this to be my solution and we focus in so much on that particular solution that what happens Well, when God provides a better solution, we don't see it, we don't take note of it. We say and we get angry and we get frustrated. God, why aren't you answering my my prayers? Why aren't you doing something in this? Why, Why are you being so quiet? Why are you ignoring me? But God's not doing any of those things. The problem is that we have anticipated, we have expected something not based upon his word, but based upon our mindset, our logical view of of this situation where we think well obviously this is the solution that that i need and because we are focused so much on this we don't see we don't see that god may have a large variety of different solutions that are better than the one that we chose so he says i have walked in and the implication is in the broad way i have had through obedience to your word walking consistently in the law of god i've had a change in perspective i see things differently for notice what he says for your and this is a word for a command it's not the normal word for a commandment mitzvah this is usually used in a military context or a law enforcement context when a superior gives an order when he says you do that it's a charge it's a a command but it's usually oral and notice what this one says for your commandments i have sought now i hope you see what this this scripture is doing he is walking committedly to the instructions of god god is going to broaden his perspective and he says i have sought this is a word Darashti is a a word for want but it's a word for want or request or seek but it's stronger than the typical word and that's why it's so important for us to learn a little bit about the vocabulary of, of the biblical language, because it means something very very different. When someone says "ani bikashti," I requested, I sought this, and someone says "ani darashti." Darashti is much more intense. It has much more feelings, emotion, and commitment behind it. And so, this, in my opinion, really stands out in this 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 verse. This forty. 45th verse where he says for your orders we might say I have sought now it implies something that's so very important and that is this this one knows something about God and that is this God is omniscient he knows all things nothing surprises God and therefore When we are in a time of trouble, a time of affliction, a time of of discouragement, something that's negative going on in our life, we need to remember none of this has surprised God. God was aware of it and that God can provide to me what I need to do, what I need to receive, what I need to understand in order to triumph over this and to be a conqueror in his name and by his provision and his presence in in my life and therefore what is this one saying he's saying i desire in the strongest way the most intense way i desire your orders your commands your charge tell me what to do because i realize that it's in your word i have my perspective changed in other words obedience to the instructions of god will change your perspective it will cause you to see things very 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 differently so someone says well you know i go to a congregation and they believe that the commandments of god are done away with now we are not under the law of god do you know what that means It means we're not under the judgment of the law of Moses. God is not going to bring out the law of Moses in order to condemn us, those who are in Messiah. But the law of God is of still value. It still has relevance. And when I, by means of the Holy Spirit, apply the the intent of that law, Being guided by the word itself and the spirit when i apply the intent why god gave that commandment to my life and even if i don't understand the intent when i apply that that charge that command that order that instruction to my life it is going to have a good effect spiritually in my life it is going to cause me to see things differently so obedience Improves our vision Obedience to the Word of God improves our Vision we see things better Meaning we see things like God would have us to see them look now to verse 46 he says and I have spoken of And the implication is in or with your statutes and he's done it how? before Kings and i will not be ashamed now when i when i read that verse i think about what messiah says to believers in the last days and let me just simply say there is much 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 confusion within the body of believers concerning the last days be assured that when we look at scripture we learn that There is going to be an intense time of persecution of believers in the last days. This has nothing to do with the wrath of God. But it does have, and hear this carefully, the one who is going to lead the persecution of believers in the last day is going to be that Antichrist empire and ultimately the antichrist himself so we need to realize that that the bible says and when i say the bible in this context it's yeshua himself saying and if you can read your for this for you you can read this for yourself in luke chapter 21 where where messiah is speaking and he talks about persecution he talks about uh, family members betraying family members parents, their children, relatives, other relatives, friends, their so-called friends, betraying them and us being arrested, being brought before kings and magistrates and other authorities. And why is, is he going to allow this? It will be for an opportunity for us to testify. And there's absolutely nothing in the text that says well this is going to take place after the rapture nothing no indication of this the problem today is this many people make assumptions assumptions that are not biblically grounded cannot be supported in the scripture and they put this as kind of benchmarks for for their theology and work backwards because this is the case therefore we know this well do you have a verse to prove and support what you just said that assumption because we know this do we have a verse that tells us in the scripture that we know this so many times when we look at eschatology that is the the doctrines of the end times people don't have verses they all have these strong doctrines that they hold on to, but they don't have biblical proof for them. It's what they're being taught. And, and frequently, they hold on to them because, God forbid, they feel. If I don't, I may be put out of this, this community. I may not be welcome anymore among these people. It might uh, damage my, my ministry. And therefore and I can share with you numerous examples where where someone will say uh, we'd like you to share on this subject okay it's a last days theme and such but because I don't share what is popular and what is frequently taught what happens they must do afterwards damage control because they're concerned Of what their followers, what their donors, what their base might think. Well, be assured of something. Our organization never worries about what donors think. What uh, communities and partnerships that we have, what they uh, think or believe. We're committed. Now, is anyone perfect? Of course not. But we are committed to sincerity meaning this that we want to to the best of our ability and we believe we have a good ability because of the holy spirit to share biblical truth and whatever the consequences whatever the outcome is that belongs to god god forbid that we let thoughts such as what what's someone going to think about this what well, what what might this mean for my donor base those thoughts never could be figured into what i'm going to share how i'm going to share this what am i going to teach what doctrines am i going to embrace once we begin trying to please men what does paul say he says in galatians chapter 1 and verse 10 if i was still trying to please men i would not be a servant of of messiah Yeshua. i wouldn't be a servant of god we want to serve god and therefore it says here that that you because notice what he says i have spoken of your testimonies before kings and i will not be ashamed well we learned something in that 21st chapter of luke's gospel and that is the reason why we're not going to be ashamed is that that we're not supposed to meditate and prepare what we're going to say. The promise of Messiah is that he will give us our our words. And this will be as a testimony as a witness. And it says those who oppose you they won't be able to resist you because they're not our words. They're not based upon our wisdom. They're based upon the revelation of the holy spirit and therefore we will not be we will not be put down for those words we might be killed for them we we might be put back in prison for them but so what we have an opportunity to testify and that he meaning god through the holy spirit will fill our mouth how wonderful and he says And I will not be ashamed. Look at verse 47. Now, again, this is what the Bible says. Taasha in this context means to delight. It's a word of being amused. Now, we all like amusement. Amusement usually is related to the word fun. And therefore, this word, it's also related to like a playground in modern hebrew and therefore he says i will be amused i will find that which is fun in what your commandments which what does he say i have loved now let me just make it really practical for you right now and that is this if you don't love the commandments of god There is a spiritual problem a serious spiritual problem in your life the holy spirit leads you so says paul to fulfill the righteousness of the law those who walk not in the flesh but in the spirit of course we're speaking about the holy spirit the third member of the trinity those who walk not in the flesh but in the spirit fulfill the righteousness of the law Why why do I want to fulfill the righteousness of the law? Because righteousness is a manifestation. Through righteousness, God's glory is manifested. That should be your utmost desire. So the psalmist says here, I have found fun. I have been amused. I will delight, however you want to translate it, in your commandments, which I have loved now for me psalm 119 what a special psalm how it emphasizes and lifts up to us the power and the the outcome of implementing god's word in our life let's look at our last verse and we'll be done verse 48 where it says i will lift up my palms now here again so many times people are careless with with the the word of god doesn't say hands now i believe many translations will say that i will lift up my hands now obviously the palms are part of your hands so if your palms are being lifted up so are your hands but there's an emphasis on palms why you do a study we should have clean palms not stained with blood not palms that are are rooted in behavior that is unjust unrighteous ungodly but that which represents the character of God so he says i will lift up my palms to your commandments what it's saying here is this that the commandments of God no we're not saved by them but when I led by the Spirit of God apply them to my life it is going to have a purifying effect you say how so well right now I'm talking to someone and I'm tempted to lie but when I remember the commandment thou shall not lie I don't now that's the hope so it has a purifying effect The more you know the commandments of God, and let me just share with you my experience. I see the Holy Spirit in my life, and I don't think it's different for any other believer, that the Holy Spirit, when you know the commandments of God, His instructions, what happens with me is that when I am put in a situation and there is temptation, the Holy Spirit will speak the commandments to me. Old Testament commandments and New Testament commandments and and remind me of what God expects from me what he has commanded what he has demanded from me and remembering that causes a purifying effect in my life I remember what God has said and I begin to pray God give me the strength help me not to commit that sin help me not to disobey your instructions rather God help me to obey your instructions for I want to be used by you and I have found that when the Holy Spirit convicts me by reminding me of of a commandment in the scripture here again whether it's old or new doesn't make any difference the Holy Spirit uses all of god's word he's not a holy spirit that says let's let's unhinge the the new testament from the old testament i was uh, uh listening to a video that someone sent me and i i infrequently do that because if i did i would do nothing else but this person i know well and he said please listen to it it's not that long only eight minutes so i did and what we find is someone whose theology is totally cut off from any of Old Testament prophecy and this one simply believes if you can't find it in the New Testament then it's been done away with that is false see I believe and I hope you do as well what God has promised whether it's old or new he's going to keep and I see evidence for that for example I see that it says prophetically and so many prophets that in the last days he is going to bring the jewish people back to the land he's doing that I, I don't have to see a scripture in the new testament to say that's god and because someone may not see a scripture that says that in the new testament say it's just coincidence it's it's man it's not god we have to deal with the whole council of scripture and when we love the law as we should it will guide us into a perspective that embraces all of God's revelation so he says here look again I will lift up my palms to your Commandments which and he says it again I have loved now let me share with you I'd love to be as spiritual as this man who wrote Psalm 119 I believe that that I could benefit greatly that that if i had the same commitment that this man has for the instructions of god it would greatly impact my life in a spiritually positive way meaning god would be more pleased with me i need to grow i need to have his perspective on the word of god so he says i will lift up my palms to your commandments which i have loved and notice what else he says I have and this is a word for speaking it's a word of conversation it's a word of discussing he says I will discuss and what will he discuss is in the past I have discussed actually I have discussed your and it's a word for statutes or another word for laws rules he says I have discussed this meaning this is a frequent topic of conversation for this one he speaks frequently to other people about the instructions of god and and we need to remember and i'll close with this we need to remember what messiah said and i hope that this will really give you a a different vantage point because let me share with you in love and in respect that some of you really need to change your perspective on the authority of scripture all of it because messiah says this those who want to be great in the kingdom of god so ask yourself do i want to be great in the kingdom of god or do i want to be least you read in in matthew chapter five beginning with verse uh, 17 or so about what he says do not think that i came to to do away with the law to to transgress the law he says i didn't come to do away with the law but to fulfill it and then he goes on and says those who don't do the law and teach others not to they will be least in my kingdom but those who do and teach others to do so here again all within the context of being led by the holy spirit to fulfill the righteousness of the law as paul taught they will be great in the kingdom of god let me conclude by saying this so much of of what is being taught today what is popular today gets it all wrong now i'm not saying i get it all right of course not no one does but the problem is that most of the time people are forming strong opinions which they are sharing based not upon studying the Bible, but reading some book and being influenced on by someone else that have not used the proper methodology for really interpreting, understanding and learning what the Bible is saying. We need to be very, very careful. To who we listen to we just don't want to take everything in but we want to be very very selective on what we allow spiritually to come into our inner being through the eyes and also through the ears you think about that we 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 ask god right now that he would bless this time that we have had together that he will use it in a a spiritually maturing way and those who have heard it. To God be the glory. Great things He has done and great things He will do. I believe that. Shalom from Israel.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website